Good morning, everybody. Uh, my name is Joe. I'm the uh, minister for the 11am Easy English Congregation. Uh, I'll be taking us through that passage this morning. There was a movie due to come out this year called The Very Excellent Mr Dundee. It's the third sequel of a 35-year-old original called Crocodile Dundee, an Australian movie that became a world sensation. Crocodile Dundee was about a character called Mick Dundee who enjoyed breaking rules and got away with it. And I think that's why the movie was so popular. We all wanted to be a bit more like him. In the movie, Mick was asked if he was scared of dying. And this is what he said. Nah, I read the Bible once. You know, God and Jesus and all them apostles, they were all fishermen just like me. Yeah, straight to heaven for Mick Dundee. Yep, me and God, we'd be mates. Is Mick Dundee mates with God because he is a fisherman? Ephesians is Paul's final letter to Christians he will never see again. They already know how they're saved and it isn't by being a fisherman. Paul wants them to know more about their wonderful God and the amazing rescue they have through Jesus. In chapter 1 of Ephesians, Paul tells them that in Jesus they have every blessing worth having and then he tells them they have resurrection power in them. Here in chapter 2, Paul tells them more delights of being rescued by Jesus. It will help to have your Bibles open and to follow along or on your phone. Let's read from chapter 2, verse 1. As for you, you were dead. Of course, we're all alive physically, but only for a short time. We're dead in the biggest way already. People die physically because they're already dead to God. Our physical bodies just take a bit of time to catch up with that reality. We're like a cut flower in a vase. It looks lovely, it looks alive. But the moment you cut it from the plant, it is already dead. It just takes a few days, a few weeks at most, to catch up with that reality, to shrivel up and go brown. Then it's only fit to be thrown away. We were already dead, says Paul, cut off from God, the source of life. But it takes a short while for us to shrivel up and turn brown. Then God will throw us away as he should. The reason we are dead? Have a look again in verse 1. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins. Transgression is stepping across the line. It's breaking rules and laws like Mick Dundee. Sin is rejecting the one telling you those rules. My son gave me a GoPro this week for, for my birthday. It's a tiny camera and it can take videos of anything I do. I have no idea how it works. <laughs> the instructions has a list of just nine things I need to know. Let me read you the first few. Number one, read these instructions. Number two, keep these instructions. Number three, heed all warnings. Number four, follow these instructions. 
That's a fun way to get you to read the next five simple things that you actually need to know. GoPro knows that people don't like reading instructions because we don't want to follow them. It's in our nature to rebel like Mick Dundee. It comes from the first humans that God made. They were told they could eat from any of the trees in the garden except one. And they ate from that one, of course. They trespassed and they sinned. They rejected God's word and they rejected God, the one who told it to them. Because I am descended from Adam and Eve, by nature I too want to reject God's word and reject him. I want to transgress and sin. I don't want his instructions. My natural reaction is to push away the one that has life and gives me life, which is why I was dead. We were made for God by God, for his love and his life. Pushing him away is the last thing we should ever do. It's the last thing we should ever want to do. When a small child is in trouble, they cry out a universal desire from their heart. I want my mummy. A child naturally wants the mother who loves them and cares for them and wants only good things for them. My daughter Anna rescued a baby kangaroo that was abandoned by its mother. She named him Baby Ray. Anna feeds Ray from a bottle and keeps him warm and cares for him. Anna is like a mother to him. And Ray loves her back, even though Anna is not her nat his natural mother. Far from it, Ray still loves following Anna around the house and outside the house and everywhere Anna goes. As humans made by God, our natural cry should be, I want my God. Our delight should be to follow and obey the God that made us and loves us and looks after us and only wants good things for us. But we don't delight to follow him. We don't even want him. So we are dead and soon we will die physically too. No amount of doctors or exercise or makeup or cosmetic surgery will avoid that certainty. By nature, we are dead. Then Paul tells them three things that show they are dead. Three key pieces of evidence to show their dead state. First in verse 2, we follow the world. The world, the people in it, are just made items. The world was meant to be enjoyed, but it was not meant to be followed. It was not meant to be lived for. We were made for something far greater, to live for the one who made it all. Yet we do follow the world and even live for it. We live for possessions, for experiences, for experiences of our possessions, for good things the world offers and sometimes for the bad things it offers. But they don't satisfy and they weren't meant to. We're always saying, if only I had a bit more, then life would be really good. The whole world is broken, not the good that God made it to be in the first place. If we were alive, we would stand against the world because we would be standing with God. 
If we go with the flow of this broken world and broken humanity, we show we are dead. That is evidence number one that we are dead, following the world. Evidence number two, we follow the devil, Satan. Paul describes him as the ruler of the air, not a real ruler at all, but he acts like he rules everything because he is a liar. He's the father of all lies. Adam and Eve had a word from God and they had a different word from Satan. Satan said, if you eat that fruit, you won't die. And yet they did. You will become like God. Yet they became far less than they ever were before. Satan told them lies. And we love Satan's lies. Like, you can do whatever you want. God doesn't matter. You shouldn't listen to God. He doesn't want you to have life to the full. You need to look after, number one, yourself. No one else will, especially not God. Even though these are all lies... We want to believe in them. We try and believe in them even when they fail to give us full and meaningful life. Always grasping for more, always denying the obvious truth about God and ourselves. We even tell lies to each other, clearly showing who we follow. Evidence number three that shows we are dead is that we follow our own desires. Verse 3, let's read it. All of us who lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts, like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. We are only a made item like the rest of the world. We were not made to live for ourselves, for something created. But I still want to live for me. Even though I'm not worth living for, even though my desires are corrupt and broken. Here's some examples. The good desire for exclusive sex in a loving marriage becomes a constant desire for sex outside of marriage. It becomes a desire for pornography instead of sex. And the good things in life become addictions. We can't control our desires. They control us and enslave us. Enjoying becomes overindulging. Obesity, diabetes, heart disease often result. Why does anyone ever smoke? Suck smoke into their lungs out of choice. And why is it so hard to stop? Paul says all of us were like this. All of us deserve God's wrath, his anger. My desires are not worth following, yet I want to follow them. The world is not worth following. Satan is certainly not worth following, but I choose to follow them all. Follow anything, but not follow the God who made me and loves me. The God I was made to love. We don't naturally follow God or even want him. It should be natural like a child wanting their mother. It should be more natural than baby Ray trusting and following Anna. It's worth stopping a minute to let all this sink in. People are not mates with God. 
We are dead already and we will shrivel up and go brown like a bunch of cut flowers. And we will rightly be thrown away by God like the rubbish we are. Paul says we deserve his anger, not his welcome. Mick Dundee is going to have a shock when he comes face to face with the great and mighty God who made him and whom he offends day by day. All humanity is in trouble. Each person is in big trouble. Our future is to spend eternity in God's rubbish bin called hell. It's the future we all deserve. And we can't change that because a dead person can't do anything. In the next verse comes two words that changes everything. But God. Let's read them. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 4. But because of his great love for us, God. We're dead and we can't do anything. But God can. And because of his great love, because of his rich in mercy, God wants to rescue us from the terrible future we have created for ourselves. Even though it cost him greatly. He sent Jesus to take the penalty for us in our place. God made us alive in Christ and raised us in Christ and seated us with him in Christ. Physically, we're still down here in this broken world with all its crud. But if we're in Christ, the reality is much bigger. If we trust Jesus and his rescue, then we are rescued no longer dead to God we are alive truly alive for the first time raised to his presence and seated with him physically here but in every other way with God already in Christ so why why did God rescue dead corpses that only offend him that reject his word and reject him, that follow anything except him, because he still loves us. That is what God is like. He is love. That is amazing news. Paul is very clear that it's not because we deserved it or earned it. Have a look at verse 5. It is by grace you have been saved. Verses 8 and 9. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, through trusting Jesus. And this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. Paul repeats himself here to make it as clear as he can. Our rescue is a gift, a huge, giant, generous, gracious gift. We did nothing. We want to think we can do it. We want to think that if I'm good enough, if I try hard enough, then God will have to give me what I deserve. But the truth is we should never want what we deserve. What we deserve is to be thrown away from God and far away from his love. There is nothing for us to boast about ourselves. Friday, two days ago, off the coast of Tasmania, a boy was in a boat with his dad and a shark leapt out of the water and dragged the boy into the sea. His dad immediately 
jumped in after the shark and saved his son. The boy did nothing to save himself. His dad is a hero. His dad did what every dad thinks they would do, but this dad did it. And the boy has a story to tell the rest of his life. He can say, I was as good as dead, and my dad jumped into the water and saved me. Being rescued is wonderful. The boy has a great story to tell for the rest of his life, not of himself, but of his wonderful dad, the hero. So if we are already with God in heaven, why are we still physically here? In verse 10, Paul says that in Christ, God has made us into something new, able to do things that he has already planned for us. We have a short time physically here in this broken world to be useful for God and his purposes. No longer to live in ways that make him angry, but to live with the privilege to be a part of his plans and his purposes. By following him, which means standing against the world, standing against Satan, standing against our own desires, And we have a wonderful story to tell for the rest of our lives. I was as good as dead, but God jumped into his creation and saved me. He saved me and raised me to sit up with him. My future is so different from what I deserve, I now get to be with him. His love and mercy and generosity forever. It's great, isn't it? Paul is saying this as scriptures that he wants to sustain the Ephesians and next week we'll hear more about them. How about I lead us in praying to God about what we've just read. Our God and Father in heaven, thank you that though we were dead to you, you still loved us. And 2,000 years ago, you acted to save us at great cost to you. Thank you that we are now truly alive and have new lives to live. Help us to know all the delights of being rescued by Jesus, of being rescued from death to life and raised and seated with you. Help us to want you more and more, to stand against the world, the devil, and our own desires. May we tell of your wonderful rescue to help save the people we know who are still dead without you. Amen.